Today is the sixth day of December. I am Denise. Welcome to PsalmsCast. It is so awesome to be greeting you today, here as we choose to come out of the crazy chaos of this present moment to step into the calming presence of the living God and allow this living word to wash over us and through us. Our journey through today's five chapters takes us into Psalm 6, Psalm 36, Psalm 66, Psalm 96, and Psalm 126. We are reading from the translation that is known as God's Word, an appropriate name as the Bible is exactly that. Today, tucked at the very end of the podcast, we will continue our exploration of the book of the Bible that is all about the future. It's a book that the enemy of our souls does not want us to know about or to explore, yet within the book is a special blessing to those who hear and obey, and who among us doesn't desire that the Lord provides blessings for our life. So come and join us as we journey into the third chapter of the book of Revelation. But before we head out, let's do as we do every day and invite the Lord to be our guide. Gracious, merciful Father in heaven, we are coming into your presence right now. We desire to draw near to you. You know the desperation of our heart. You know the struggles that we are going through. You know our hurts and our grief. We desperately need you, Lord. We need your comfort. We need direction for our life. And we desperately need your wisdom because, yes, this life journey, it's challenging. We are so grateful that you have invited us into this relationship, that you are hearing our prayers, and we are not alone. You are present with us right now in this moment. As we journey into your living words, spark joy inside of us and surround us with your peace a peace that is greater than anything here on earth. We open our minds and we open our hearts to you. Our desire is that the Holy Spirit is within us, working and transforming our life from the inside out. So we ask that you would lead us, that you would guide us, and that you would illuminate for us as we journey today. Psalm 6, a psalm by David. O Lord, do not punish me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Have pity on me, O Lord, because I am weak. Heal me, O Lord, because my bones shake with terror. My soul has been deeply shaken with terror. But you, O Lord, how long? Come back, O Lord. Rescue me. Save me because of your mercy. In death, no one remembers you. In the grave, who praises you? I am worn out from my groaning. My eyes flood my bed every night. I soak my couch with tears. My eyes blur from grief. They fail because of my enemies. Get away from me, all you troublemakers, because the Lord has heard the sound of my crying. The Lord has heard my plea for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be put to shame and deeply shaken with terror. In a moment, they will retreat and be put to shame. Psalm 36 
by David, the Lord's servant. There is an inspired truth about the wicked person who has rebellion in the depths of his heart. He is not terrified of God. He flatters himself and does not hate or even recognize his guilt. The words from his mouth are nothing but trouble and deception. He has stopped doing what is wise and good. He invents trouble while lying on his bed and chooses to go the wrong direction. He does not reject evil. O Lord, your mercy reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God, your judgments like the deep ocean. You save people and animals, O Lord. Your mercy is so precious, O God, that Adam's descendants take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They are refreshed with the rich food in your house, and you make them drink from the river of your pleasure. Indeed, the fountain of life is with you. In your light we see light. Continue to show your mercy to those who know you, and your righteousness to those whose motives are decent. Do not let the feet of arrogant people step on me, or the hands of wicked people push me away. Look at the troublemakers who have fallen. They have been pushed down and are unable to stand up again. Psalm 66, A Song, A Psalm Shout happily to God, all the earth. Make music to praise the glory of His name. Make His praise glorious. Say to God, How awe-inspiring are your deeds! Your power is so great that your enemies will cringe in front of you. The whole earth will worship you. It will make music to praise you. It will make music to praise your name. Come and see what God has done, His awe-inspiring deeds for Adam's descendants. He turned the sea into dry land. They crossed the river on foot. We rejoiced because of what he did there. He rules forever with his might. His eyes watch the nations. Rebels will not be able to oppose him. Thank our God, you nations. Make the sound of his praise heard. He has kept us alive and has not allowed us to fall. You have tested us, O God. You have refined us in the same way silver is refined. You have trapped us in a net. You have laid burdens on our back. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, and then you brought us out and refreshed us. I will come into your temple with burnt offerings. I will keep my vows to you. The vows made by my lips and spoken by my own mouth when I was in trouble— I will offer you a sacrifice of fattened livestock for burnt offerings with the smoke from rams. I will offer cattle and goats. Come and listen, all who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for me. With my mouth I cried out to him. High praise was on my tongue. If I had thought about doing anything sinful, the Lord would not have listened to me. But God has heard me. He has paid attention to my prayer. Thanks be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or taken away his mercy from me. Psalm 96, 
Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise His name. Day after day, announce that the Lord saves His people. Tell people about His glory. Tell all the nations about His miracles. The Lord is great. He should be highly praised. He should be feared more than all other gods, because all the gods of the nations are idols. The Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are in His presence. Strength and beauty are in His holy place. Give to the Lord, you families of the nations. Give to the Lord glory and power. Give to the Lord the glory He deserves. Bring an offering and come into His courtyards. Worship the Lord in His holy splendor. Tremble in His presence, all the earth. Say to the nations, The Lord rules as King. The earth stands firm. It cannot be moved. He will judge people fairly. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and everything in it roar like thunder. Let the fields and everything in them rejoice. Then all the trees in the forest will sing joyfully in the Lord's presence because He is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and its people with His truth. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 126, a song for going up to worship. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, it was as if we were dreaming. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with joyful songs. Then the nation said, The Lord has done spectacular things for them. The Lord has done spectacular things for us. We are overjoyed. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, as you restore streams to dry riverbeds in the Negev. Those who cry while they plant will joyfully sing while they harvest. The person who goes out weeping, carrying his bag of seed, will come home singing, carrying his bundles of grain. Have you ever been lost in the dark? We traveled to a city in Arizona that did not have any street lights, and we arrived well after dark. We were staying at a home that was a rental. We had traveled for two days. We were tired and grumpy and hungry. We just wanted to arrive at the house and cook dinner. Yes, we finally did arrive at the correct street, but there were no street lights and we could not see the house numbers. It took us 15 minutes to find the correct house. It was so stressful. It was truly awful. Now imagine if for some reason your electricity did not work for, say, three weeks, 21 days, or that your car died out in the country in the middle of the night where there were no street lights and very little traffic. Let me give you an example from camping. Picture a campground deep in the forest on a cloudy night after the campfires have gone out. It's pretty dark, isn't it? It's so dark, you can't see your hand in front of your face. But you need to walk back to your campsite. Then someone snaps on a flashlight. <sighs> now you can see something. 
Your eye is drawn to the flashlight itself, and then it quickly takes in the roadway. Now you can see where you're going and can make your way back without stumbling or getting hurt. This is what David means by saying of God, In your light do we see light. Our world is a dark place, but God is like that flashlight. Without His light, people stumble around in spiritual blackness, not knowing where the path is. They take wrong turns, bump into things, and even fall into the ditch. So many people don't know the true meaning of life. They don't worship the Creator, and they simply live for their own pleasure. They don't recognize sin and evil. They are unaware of the danger of indulging their own desires while ignoring their Maker. In the end, they will have fallen and be unable to stand up again. We find that in verse 12. But those who love the Lord and trust in Him, they have eyes to see, and God lights up the darkness around them with His Word that tells them all about His steadfast love and faithfulness, about His righteousness and salvation. As believers, we look to God as the source of spiritual light, of knowledge and wisdom, so that we can find our way safely through this life. God's light shines brightest in His Son, Jesus Christ, who is both the Word and the light of the world. We find that in John 1, verses 1 and verses 9. Jesus shows us God's love, His faithfulness, and His righteousness, not by telling us how to save ourselves, but by doing all the saving work Himself. When we trust in His death and resurrection, we receive forgiveness of all our sins, the comfort and peace of His Spirit, and an eternal future with God, with Christ, is the fountain of life. So now we may go through life guided by His good commandments and aided by His good Spirit. The darkness is chased away. Injury and pitfalls can be avoided by rejecting evil and embracing a holy lifestyle. See the light and walk in it. Maranatha Father, Your Word is such an amazing treasure, and often I struggle to understand how and why You have entrusted me with sharing it in any way I can to whoever Your Spirit draws and who stays to give a lesson. We are so thankful that You invite us continually, 24-7, 365, everlasting, to come into Your presence and dwell in the shadow of Your wings. While we are there, you encourage us to drink deeply from your fountain of life-giving water. And the springboard into that fount is found right here within your holy living word. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 testifies to this truth. God's word is living and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword and cuts as deep as the place where soul and spirit meet the place where joints and marrow meet. God's Word judges a person's thoughts and intentions. Lord, we humbly ask you to come. We are needy and we are hungry to know your goodness and your favor. 
the favor of a mighty God who fights our battles and leads us into steady, level ground, who prepares us with detailed instructions for every moment of life's journey. This is what we desire, Lord. Reveal yourself to each of us who cry out to you in honesty and truth. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So in the Going Deeper segment, at the very end of the podcast, we are continuing our exploration of the book of Revelation. We heard today in Psalm 96 this truth, Then all the trees in the forest will sing joyfully in the Lord's presence because He is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and its people with His truth. The question is this, Are you ready if he should not tarry, but come back today, like right now? What about your loved ones? Now is the time for us not to be distracted by the illusion of this world. The Lord encourages us in the Gospels to be watching and waiting for his return. And what better season to be focusing on seeking the risen Lord Jesus So today, in Going Deeper, at the end of the podcast, we are exploring chapter 3 of the book of Revelation. This is a special journey, but it is not because it is I who am the teacher. I simply read and sometimes make a personal comment, perhaps give additional resources for you to check out on your own if you are interested. The one who will be your teacher is the Holy Spirit. Yes, today we are exploring chapter 3, and here we will continue into the letters of Jesus to the seven churches, the last three letters. This message were not just for the people of that time. The messages still apply to our lives here today in 2021. This going deeper section is at the very end of the podcast. But first, let's take a moment to pray over those that we are continuing to pray until the Lord moves. Continued prayers that the Lord will expedite BAM's visa application to the front of the line for the U.S. Embassy to schedule an interview with BAM for her U.S. visa. This process has been in limbo for over seven months, and it is really very difficult for this young couple, Lisa and Josh, to be apart and their children to be separated from each other. Lisa is with Bam. Lisa's the baby. Josh has Archie here in the United States, and the three older children are with their grandparents in England. Yes, we all want to be together during the holidays, yet we are looking to God for answers and for His timing. Let's continue to pray over Bethany and Parker, who who have experienced a lot of heartache in 2021 with two adoptions that fell through. Yes, they have asked that we be praying with them as they seek God about making provision and the pathways for where they are supposed to live and exactly where Parker is to be employed in 2020. Continued prayers that the Lord will send His ministering saints into Laura's husband's path. They live in Japan. This young man has not bent his knee to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. So we are praying 
that the Lord will continually send people across this young man's radar who speak gospel truth, who point to Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. And let's also continue to pray for Laura's healing journey. Continuing prayers for my mom, Judy's continuing health challenges that she will be able to do what she desires to do in the ways that she desires to serve in her community. And that's only going to happen if the Lord makes a way. Continued prayers for Stella's health, strength, and patience, as well as that the Lord will be very present and evident in her husband Ralph's continuing healing journey. Prayers for our family's future. 2021 has been a year of challenges, and yes, We are working against a timeline, and honestly, we don't know how it's going to turn out. And yes, this has to do with the mandate, and no, we are not complying. And yes, we understand our choices might mean termination from a very, a job that pays the bills. But God, we are trusting God because we are following what we believe God is telling us to do in our situation. So our request for prayer is to be covered by the Lord's mercy and grace, as well as that we will both experience peace and confidence in the Lord in the days between now and then. Continued prayers for the Chapman family and the situation with the home they left behind in Maui when they moved to Georgia. Yes, they are trusting and waiting to see a beautiful miracle that we believe the Lord is doing And they are so grateful that they have excellent temporary accommodations until the Lord moves. Also continued prayers for T.C. in Missouri as she presses in to the Lord, seeking His direction as He opens her eyes to new possibilities. Now, if you desire to connect with us at PsalmsCast to share thoughts, to ask questions, to request to be added to the prayer list, or to request a Bible of your own. The best way to do that is through email, and our email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. If you prefer to call or to text, the number in the United States is 470-240-1509. For those outside the United States who use WhatsApp, that number is slightly different. It is one. 470-240-1509. And you can also make a connection through social media. PsalmsCast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Revelation chapter 3. Last week, as we entered this 12th month of the year, a time where our churches are focused on the birth of our Messiah, Jesus Christ, which was such a joyful, miraculous event, especially for those who are immediately involved, involved, as well as those that the Lord God revealed it to. The book of Revelation was written by the Apostle John while he was on the island of Patmos, basically a penal camp or prison camp. 
Yes, this is the same John who walked with Jesus during his journey, his ministry here on the earth. This is the one that Jesus asked that take care of his mother Mary, the one whom the Lord God chose to be the mother of the Messiah. This information is a testimony of what Jesus Christ revealed to John about the end times. The testimony of chapter 2 consisted of four letters from Jesus to four churches. To each church, Jesus had a special message. To the church in Ephesus, Jesus commends the church in Ephesus for what it does well before rebuking them for allowing their works to overshadow their love for Him. Within that letter, He gives them a three-step plan of recovery. In Jesus' letter to the church in Smyrna, He acknowledges that the church in Smyrna was hated by the world because of their faithfulness to Jesus. And they were one of the two of the seven churches that received no rebuke from Jesus. Instead, Jesus encourages the church to remember who he is and to persevere in their faith. The next letter was to the church in Pergamum. This church did not outright deny the gospel or Christ, but they were beginning to trend towards compromising and tolerating sin. In response to their compromise, Jesus diagnoses their condition, expresses disappointment, and warns them that he will make a final decision regarding their fate. In the letter from Jesus to the church in Thyatira, they lack discernment. Most Christians have had their faith impacted by someone who taught or disciplined them. Some teachers are biblically sound while others are not. Therefore, Jesus talks to them about discernment. And now, as we move into the next chapter, we will encounter the next three letters that Jesus wrote. So as I read, simply allow God's words of wisdom to wash over you and through you. Trust the Holy Spirit to bring to your attention exactly what He wants you to focus on. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn From the Holy Spirit, how to apply God's truth in your life. Revelation chapter 3 A letter to the church in Sardis To the messenger of the church in Sardis write, The one who has God's seven spirits and the seven stars says, I know what you have done. You are known for being alive, but you are dead. Be alert and strengthen the things that are left which are about to die. I have found that what you are doing has not been completed in the sight of my God. So remember what you received and heard. Obey and change the way you think and act. If you're not alert, I'll come like a thief. You don't know when I will come. But you have a few people in Sardis who have kept their clothes clean. They will walk with me in white clothes because they deserve it. Everyone who wins the victory this way will wear white clothes. I will never erase their names from the book of life. I will acknowledge them in the presence of my Father and his angels. Let the person who has ears listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. A letter to the church in Philadelphia. To the messenger of the church in Philadelphia write, The one who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, 
who opens a door that no one can shut and who shuts a door that no one can open says, I know what you have done. See, I have opened a door in front of you that no one can shut. You only have a little strength, but you have paid attention to my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are in Satan's synagogue come and bow at your feet and realize that I have loved you. They claimed that they were Jewish, but they were lying. Because you have obeyed my command to endure, I will keep you safe during the time of testing, which is coming to the whole world to test those living on earth. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one takes your crown. I will make everyone who wins the victory a pillar in the temple of my God. They will never leave it again. I will write on them the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from my God, and my new name. Let the person who has ears listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. A letter to the church in Laodicea. To the messenger of the church in Laodicea, write, The Amen, the witness who is faithful and true, the source of God's creation, says, I know what you have done, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. But since you are lukewarm and not hot or cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I'm rich, I'm healthy, I don't need anything. Yet you do not realize that you are miserable, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I advise you, buy gold purified in fire from me so that you may be rich. Buy white clothes from me. Wear them that you may keep your shameful naked body from showing. Buy ointment to put on your eyes so that you may see. I correct and discipline everyone I love. Take this seriously and change the way you think and act. Look, I'm standing at the door and knocking. If anyone listens to my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and we'll eat together. I will allow everyone who wins the victory to sit with me on my throne, as I have won the victory and have sat down with my Father on His throne. Let the person who has ears listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Yes, Jesus had written seven letters to the seven churches. These were active churches of Christ in that time. And yes, he had things that he was saying that was very specific to them. These three here, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, the one to Sardis basically says, hey, you think you're alive, but really you're dead and you need to change things. And Jesus even tells them what they need to change. Philadelphia, this letter to Philadelphia, it is a good report, and he encourages them to stay strong, to stay. Jesus knows everything, and he knows what these believers were facing. He knows that they are in Satan's synagogue. That's the culture that was going on there, and yet they stayed true. And then we have Laodicea. Man, guys, seriously, this is 
They're not hot. They're not cold. They're lukewarm. In today's terms, they're talking the talk, but they are not walking the walk. And you know, when we talk the talk, but we don't put it into action, we basically are doing a disservice. We're doing a disservice to Jesus. We're doing a disservice to the Word of God because our Lord has called us to live differently. So these three letters, Dr. Youssef at Church of the Apostles has done sermons on these specific three, and he did them recently, and I will post those on social media so that you can check those out if you are interested. I highly recommend checking them out.